Blog Talk Radio. This is the Naked Talk with Alex Okoji. It's all about straight talk with some of the biggest global icons, leaders, entertainers, motivational speakers, authors, life coaches, relationship experts, social advocates, and extraordinary friends as they strip themselves their experiences, and share their unfiltered thoughts about life issues. I believe in stripping the lies and empowering the mind through the freedom of expression. I'm unapologetic about being open, so I motivate my guests to tell it like it is, and help my listeners build a presence of mind while finding their voice. So it's all about the best in authentic conversations, with real people about real life experiences. So let's keep it unfiltered, unscripted, uncensored, and uncut. You're welcome to today's episode. Friday Radio Special on the Naked Talk with Alex Akurji. And yes, you're listening to the Queen of Expression. My name is Alex Akurji, and I am coming to you live all the way from Lagos, Nigeria, in the heart of Africa. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, you know, I'm always excited when I come here and uh, when it's time to talk. And as always, this is the hub for real, authentic conversation. And I am so, so, so pumped about my very special guest today and just the amazing conversation we're going to be having. But just before I get into into today's conversation, last time on the Naked Talk, um, we had an amazing special. Yes, uh, we had uh, what we call the, you know, an entertainer's retreat special uh, right at Holmes Res. And Holmes Res is this amazing getaway on the outskirts of Lagos. And I had quite a number of my colleagues and, you know, celebrity friends who just were part of that getaway. And we had a conversation about, you know, a post-independent celebration as well as a, a conversation about 
art and just, you know, um, sort of like the interpretation of our, our art really outside, you know, outside the country and just, you know, just the questions and the things that we have to deal with, especially in the foreign media and all of that. And it was a pretty interesting conversation. I had their amazing Yemi Black, you know, who's a famous actor, Nigerian actor in Femi Branch. And then I had legendary Raskimono, who is a Nigerian legendary uh, reggae artist. And I had Righteous Man. And I had, oh my God, it was a full house. We had Victoria Kong, who's a talent manager. And of course, I had a special co-host for that episode. I had um, Frederick By joining me all the way, and yes, he's the host of the Frederick By Show and founder of Creative Magic Podcast Network in Canada, and he was joining me live all the way from Quebec in Canada to co-host that episode, and it was pretty amazing. We had fun. Yeah, I mean, we were on the outskirts of, <laughs> of Lagos. Um, we, you know, it wasn't one of those very traditional shows, you know, one of my traditional episodes, but it was fun, and it was great to have... Um, Fred joined us in that conversation and basically asked all the questions that, you know, he wanted to know. So it was really, really cool energy, right? Well, as always, if you missed that or any other conversation right here on The Naked Talk, don't forget that we are syndicated to show all over your internet radio. So, yes, you have no excuse whatsoever to miss any episode. Now, you can catch The Naked Talk right here on our home radio channel on Block Talk Radio, or you can listen to the show. Uh, we're syndicated on iTunes. You can catch us on Stitcher. We're on TuneIn Radio. You can listen to us on Pod. Uh, on Pod uh, Sorry, we're, so, we're everywhere. You can listen to us on Player FM. We're on Akast. We're on, uh, what's it called, Audio Boom. And you can catch us on Port Africa in Uganda. And, of course, we're also on the Good Radio Network in Canada. So you have no reasons whatsoever. If you miss any, you can catch the backup right there on my you know, official blog. We're all over the place, right? And you can always come right back to the radio channel and listen. So you have no reason whatsoever, you know, we're right there in your space, making sure that we're bringing to you the most authentic conversations with some of the most amazing, brilliant influences from around the world. Now, this episode, today's show is brought to you by our friends at Evolution Magazine. Now, Evolution is all about bringing to you the hair side of life and, of course, giving your hair a voice. And you can find them at www.evolutionmagazine.com. And, of course, you know, today's special episode is brought to you by the Naked Voice Academy. And, of course, the Naked Voice Academy, you can go to www.thenakedvoiceacademy. It's all about helping creatives to achieve their goals and do the things that they love. And um, I'm so excited. We're, you know, we're getting ready to launch the Academy, and this has been one of my babies, right? And, um, yeah, we're excited what's going to be happening with Alex's Brad community and, you know, and, and the Academy. And, of course, I do have – oh, there's just so much going on right this season, right? Well, on Monday we're going to be launching um, – two things actually um i bared my chest the series uh the anthology um that i'm co-authoring with 20 other amazing women from around the world and this is an amazing book and you know which is kind of like a month from release but we also have a challenge and we're doing the i bared my chest challenge which means that you have to be bold brave or bossy so which one are you are you bold are you brave are you bossy well then get ready to take the challenge with us because it's going to be really exciting we have all these amazing women share secrets and show flaws and do things that, you know, bossy things that they haven't done. It's just things that just make them so unstoppable. And if you want to find out more about this, you can go to um, our official website. You can go to www.ibairedmychest.com. 
Com and find out more about this book and the challenge and everything that's happening around it. And, of course, I have my new bundle coming out on Monday as well, um, uh, Stripped Down Success for Creatives, and I'm so excited about this, actually. I'm really, really excited. Of course, if you join the Naked Bliss Academy, you get that bundle um, as a special gift, and I'm excited about this because I also have one of my amazing friends. He did something truly special. He bought, you know, kind of like pre-ordered, five bundles for five special people, and I don't know who they are. But we're setting up what we want to call um, the Chidi Mokemes Success uh, Challenge. And it's really, really simple. All you have to do is share what success means to you, and you might be one of the lucky five people to get his gift because he bought that, you know, for people. So that is so amazing. And, of course, in this, you get an e-book, you get a workbook, you get an audio um but bonus, and of course, there are a lot of cute cards as well, in quotes, and postcards, and of course, Chidi has an amazing postcard for you know, the people who get the special gift, so I'm so excited about this. Um, but yeah, today on the show, we're going to be talking about the truth about being single. Now, many singles in their ferocious pursuit of love and happiness end up looking for love in the wrong places. Now, today's guest began her journey to becoming a life and relationship coach after her separation and a painful divorce, which led her to soul searching. And through discovering herself and healing from her past, her mission in life is to support single men and women who are ready to find who they are after a broken relationship or divorce, heal from their painful past experiences, and learn to love themselves while developing positive and healthier relationship habits. Now, I am so excited to be having today's guest. Now, she is um, a multi-award-winning author. She's an international speaker and a relationship coach and founder of Love Not Hurt, Kemi Shogunle, who's joining me live all the way from Maryland in USA, and I'm so excited. Hi, Kemi. Welcome. Hi, Alex. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to have you joining me all the way from Maryland. Uh, this is such, you know, this is really, this is really special. Um, I always love it when I have fellow Nigerians, even though, you know, I kind of want to say, I know you're coming to me all the way from the U.S., but um, mm-hmm. I think that you're doing such an amazing work, and it really is great to have you here. Now, I do have a red carpet. I don't know if you see it, but I do have a red carpet, <laughs> red carpet for you right now. But so I hope that you can see it, and I hope, you know, the listeners can see this amazing red carpet that we put out for, for Kemi. Um, um, and we're going we're gonna to have a great conversation with Kemi. But, Kemi, just before we get into the conversation, what is mm-hmm. the weather like in Maryland right now? Um, it's a bit cold. <laughs> okay. It's a bit cold okay. tonight. Um, okay. We're getting to that cold season, and I'm just bracing it. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan, but I'm bracing it. Okay, well, I would give anything to have that, you know, that, you know, that cool weather right now. Um, you know, it, it was cool for a while, but it's been hot for the last few days here. So, um, do you want to trade places? Do you want to trade places? <laughs> Absolutely, I love to. I love the warm weather, so I'll be more than happy to trade places with you at the moment. <laughs> Well, it is awesome just having you, and I do have a sister in Maryland, so it kind of feels like I'm touching base. Not just a sister, actually. I have family in Maryland, so it kind of feels oh, like great. I'm touching base, you know, in a sense. But, well, today on the show, we're going to be talking about so much, and, and just for the sake of those 
who mm-hmm. are sort of like coming across you and your work for the first time and maybe have not been opportuned to um, just come into contact with the amazing stuff that you've been doing. Um, who would you say Kemi Shogunle really is? I mean, how would you describe yourself? How would I describe myself? Let me start by saying the most precious thing that I that about me is being a mother of a teenager. Um, that's one thing I'm extremely wow. proud of. I've had um, four losses and one surviving, so I'm, I'm so grateful for that. Um, I'm a friend. I'm a sister. <laughs> uh, I, I'm just a very simple, easygoing woman, an introvert who got picked up and decided to use to do amazing work and I'm just humbled by that and, and just allowing him to continue to use me to make a change in people's um, relationships and lives and, and marriages and, and just continue to, you know, help make the world a better place. Wow. Okay. You know what? I know we're going to have a really deep conversation about a lot of stuff, but let mm-hmm. me just say this, Kemi, you look very good for the mother of a teenager. Oh, my goodness. I would never have imagined, by the way. So. <laughs> I'm, I'm close to my 50s, that so that's, that's great. That's a great compliment. Yes. I mean, you look – and I don't know what's happening. Maybe there's something in the air. But, you know, it's, it's starting to look like, you know, people, you know, are really – I don't know what it is. Maybe there's something in the air. But that is good, and I want to believe that that's, you know, the work of God in a sense, right? Mm-hmm. Um we're not we're not looking like the things that we've been through, right? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, not at all. So. Okay, great. So let's talk about your journey now. Um, into first of all, you are a certified life and relationship coach. Uh, mm-hmm. But you know, how did it all start? Really, what what was the catalyst? What was it that you know sort of triggered you walking down that path in a sense? And you know. You decided that you know what I want to be. I want to have what it takes to be able to help and empower people, and teach people, and motivate people to live a better, fulfilling, to have a better, fulfilling relationship, and of course, a better, fulfilling life. So, what was it really that triggered that? How did it all start for you? So for me, it was when I got divorced um, five years ago, and I started to get coached and soul search and, and figure out, you know, the things I had gone through that I never spoke about, being raped at 17 in Nigeria, never really talking about it until I was in my 40s, and also just going through the marriage and going through the, the painful past experiences and, and coming to a point of owning my truth and realizing after owning my truth and, and writing my first book, Love, Sex, Wise, and Reality, and also sharing a lot on Facebook and people kept saying to me, you know, there are a lot of people hurting that you can help with this. And so Mm -hmm. I kind of sat down and said, I need to examine with, you know, my journey so far from childhood and see what connects me to this place. So I started to connect my dots and I figured out right from high school, I've been actually coaching people on relationships, but I never really realized it. I've also did it in church. Mm -hmm. Um, while counseling other women, and I realized mm-hmm. this is the calling of my life. You know, you just have that aha moment, and everything becomes awakened, and you're enlightened to what you were really created to do. So that's what led me to become a certified professional coach. 
But, you know, in, in walking through that journey, right, from mm-hmm. just trying to tie the end, uh, you know, between the things that, you know, the painful experiences that you've had, um, mm-hmm. the real experiences, and just, you know, like you said, you already having that knack even from being in high school or being in school and, you know, in church and helping other people. Uh, what would you say, uh, what do you consider to be um, a major turning point in your life? Like, you know, at what point did it, you know, did it just hit, you know, because, yes, you realize that you have this knack and you sort of work towards that goal to becoming a coach and all of that. But at what point in your career did it just become official? Like, when, you know, when did it become, was it the first time you had a client? Or at what point did it just become real, like become um, a new path, really, in a sense, in the official sense of the um- it became real to me uh, five years ago when I started to really coach and mentor people on relationships and my mm-hmm. eyes were like open to, listen, people keep coming to you about these things and, <laughs> and it's better you make mm-hmm. it um, official, become certified so that you're not just any other coach, but you're a certified coach mm-hmm. who is an expert mm-hmm. at what you do. Because there are many coaches out there mm-hmm. that are not certified, but Sometimes people look for your credibility and they're like, they want to know if you're certified. So I decided to go on the path of being certified to be able to support people. Amazing, amazing. And, you know, so far, um, what do you like the most about what you do? Or should I say the journey so far? What is the most amazing, what is the best thing you can think about um, that is the one thing that you really like about what you do? One thing, <laughs> what can I say? It's more about, you know, you realizing that there are many hurting people out there that need to heal. Mm-hmm. And God has equipped me mm-hmm. with the knowledge and the wisdom and and the source, mm-hmm. to be the source through which he's going to use to help for me to just say, God, here I am. Um, let me be a vessel for you to use and a channel for you to use. And mm-hmm. just seeing people's lives being transformed after going through the coaching process and and seeing that new experience and new life that they have and realizing that life is so easy, but we make it difficult for ourselves when we don't know who we are. Amazing. And if you were to, I mean, we just talked about what you like the most about, oh, you know, mm-hmm. one of the things that you like the most about what you do, but what would you say, is it something you like the list? Is it something that, you know, sometimes could be, overwhelming or annoying, you know, about being a relationship coach or dealing with other people's problems is there? <laughs> well, you can't really have a negative thing um, when you're a positive person. Mm-hmm. You, uh, you try to see everybody, I try mm-hmm. to see everybody through God's eyes um, and realize mm-hmm. that we all have our differences. We all have our journeys to walk. And so every, where everybody mm-hmm. is, is not where I am. And be patient out mm-hmm. of love to be able to support somebody who is struggling, um, is, patience is required. So, again, it takes me being patient and be, me being understanding of where they are and supporting them to, be, to get to where they need to be. So I won't say any, I hate anything about it. Um, the the mm-hmm. only thing I don't like is seeing people in pain. I will say that. And so okay. uh, my passion okay. about helping people get out of pain overshadows all the pain that I see and, and just pushes me more mm-hmm. to go out there and keep supporting people. 
Okay, you know what, Kemi? How about we take, let's take a quick commercial break. Don't go anywhere. We're going to be back, and we're going to have a deeper conversation about being single. So uh, stay there. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Naked Talk with Alex Okorji. You're listening to the Naked Talk. It's so uncensored. She keeps it real. She keeps it straight. She tells it like it is no matter who's afraid to bear. <laughs> You're listening to the Naked Talk with Alex Okorji. Okay, we're back, and if you're just tuning in, well, this is the Naked Talk with Alex Okorji, and yes, my name is Alex Okorji, the Queen of Expression, and I'm coming to you live all the way from Lagos, Nigeria, and just before we went in that commercial, little commercial break, I, you know, I've been talking to my very special guest, Kemi Shogunle, who's joining me live all the way from um, Maryland, sorry, in the U.S. Now, Kemi Shogunle is a certified professional coach, international speaker, and multi-award-winning author, listed as one of the best 10 coaches in Maryland, USA, by TomTac.com. And a dating expert, sorry, on older dating UK. Now, she is the founder and CEO of the nonprofit organization Love Not Hurt, an organization that promotes uh, self-development, building healthier and stronger relationships while leaving with a purpose. And, you know, just before we went on that break, you know, we had been talking about um, just, you know, Kemi's love for um, coaching, relationship coaching, how she's started and you know just what she likes the, the most about it and of course the things that she likes you know likes the list about it and she did mention that you know seeing others in pain um is one of the things that she doesn't really you know really 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 like um and that it overshadows everything else now if you're just tuning in don't forget that you can be part of this conversation um the number to call is plus one two one five three eight three three seven six six um, if you're calling from outside the U.S., if you're calling from within the U.S., make sure to use 215-383-3766, dial as a local number. And don't forget to use your hand-raising effect. Make sure to press 1 to speak so we know that you want to uh, contribute, and, of course, uh, we'll let you join the conversation. Now, um, Kemi, um, mm-hmm. welcome back. Thank you. I sort of like threading a little bit into, you know, person, your pers- personal life, really, as a single person and as a single advocate. Um, mm-hmm. What would you say is, you know, probably has been the most rewarding in your attempt to sort of do a consciousness raising about being single and living a single life? Um, you know, what would you say is probably the one thing that, you you know, has been the biggest reward for you in this journey trying to, you know, help more single people become more aware of, you know, of the single state and what it takes to be that and leave a fulfilling life? Um, for me, the single state, what most singles need to realize is a single state is the state is where you need to find who you are. Because when you don't know who you are, you give in to everybody else and leave your life for everybody else. 
But once you come into that conscious mm-hmm. awareness of who you are, you're able to identify your needs, your goals, your vision for your life. You know your purpose. So when you're looking for a partner, it becomes easier for you to, to connect with someone who is heading towards where you're going, who has the same vision and goals with you, who shares your values, who meets your requirements 100%, the non-negotiables. And so you don't settle mm-hmm. for that. But when you don't know who you are, it becomes easy for you to think that everyone will be the one. And so you begin to experiment and you begin to tie your soul to other people in the process. And once your soul begins to become tied to other people, your personality and your identity changes and you lose yourself in the process Mm -hmm. because your soul has different people in and your emotions are tied to that. And then you figure out you can't really make, make, um, you can't really put your finger on what exactly is making you become broken and rejected in relationships. Again, it's all about knowing who you are, knowing your values, knowing your requirements, the non-negotiables that will not let you settle for less than you deserve. You know, and that you say this, I kind of, I really agree with you in a sense, uh, not in a sense, I actually really do agree with you 100%. <laughs> um, because, even for me as a person, you know, having gone through, you know, separation and divorce and, you know, being single right now and having been single for, for a number of years, um, only really feel like I only recently, like, came into my own person. And even mm-hmm. now that I am, you know, single, I, I, I don't think I've been, you know, happier, you know, right? Because it feels like I, you know, for a long time, I was trying to be, I, I was lost. My identity was lost in a mm-hmm. sense. My identity was based whoever it was I was, you know, dated or married to at the time, right? <laughs> but, at, you know, at yeah. this point, um, it feels like even with being single and everyone mm-hmm. asking, oh, what's going on? You know, are you not going to date? Are you not going to get married again? In fact, it's weird. I had a conversation with my mom, like, yesterday, and it was <laughs> it was a bit weird because she was like, oh, you know, you should go out more often. You should do this. Like, you know, the other time <laughs> it went out, someone's already heated on you. And I was, you know, saying to myself, like, I kind of know what I, not I kind, I do know what I want, and mm-hmm. I'm not ready to um, sort of lower my standards. Right, yeah. like you said, the non-negotiables. Like you kind of know, and and that is, you know, maybe a truth or a conversation that we don't have with ourselves. The fact that yeah. you know we need to decide what is it that we want, what do we want to deal with, what do we want to, you know, there's certain things you don't want to compromise on your values mm-hmm. and principles and things you know that you know you can't tell. So when you say what you say, I agree with you that you know it's probably that time that we take to figure out who we really are and what we want and you know how we can be better or be the best partner for someone else, you know, when they come along, if they come Mm -hmm. along. But let me ask you this, um, you know, and this is probably something that a lot of single people probably experience, right? Mm -hmm. How do you think that, um, you know, and, you know, speaking about, how do you think that people see divorced singles? I mean, do you think they see divorced singles differently from singles who have never been married? I absolutely think they do. Um, there are a lot of people, especially in the in the African culture, that see singles as um, they, there's a stigma with singles in the African culture. People think that when you're a single woman, you lose, um, you're all over the place with different men, and they don't really understand that your singleness is you going through that journey of finding yourself after being lost, after giving into a relationship, after being broken. I, mm-hmm. The least thing you're thinking about 
is a relationship. And so there mm-hmm. are some singles who don't, you know, think about relationship because, again, they don't know how to go about finding themselves. So they dive into another relationship, either to spite the ex, but as a single person mm-hmm. when you're divorced, what you're trying to do with yourself is to figure out who you are. You've been in mm-hmm. a marriage for 10, for example, I was in a marriage for 15 years. So losing myself in a 15-year marriage and, and coming to start all over again, I had to find myself. I, I was used to mm-hmm. living with someone. I was used to doing things with someone. And so now I have to be doing everything by myself, even though I was independent at that time. But we were in each other's space. So it was, it was mm-hmm. me connecting to myself and me saying, where do I begin from? How will people see mm-hmm. me? Does it even matter what people mm-hmm. think? And during my going mm-hmm. through coaching and, and counseling and mentoring and healing, I realized that it did not matter what people thought about me. What mattered most mm-hmm. was what I thought about myself. What mattered most was mm-hmm. how I healed from everything I had gone through. What mattered most was how mm-hmm. I forgave everyone that has hurt me and move into that space of healing, finding myself, loving mm-hmm. myself, and preparing myself, you know, to becoming me, the real me that God created, and stop settling for less. Amazing. And, you know, this is so important. This is such an important conversation because a lot of people every day, you know, are mm-hmm. dealing with hurt and pain and, and brokenness. And like you said, you've been in a relationship, in a long-term relationship, being married to someone for so long. When you step out of it, really, it's confusing and sometimes destabilizing. And you have to now kind of like re-identify who you are because you're mm-hmm. so used to having somebody else be a part of your life. You know, and it, you know, even for those who are probably not even married, who've probably just been in long-term relationships or, you mm-hmm. know, have been dating someone, it just feels like, you know, when you lose that, you know, first you probably lose a part of yourself, but then you now have to figure out who you really are and where, you know, you move going forward. Okay, but let me, let me, let me ask you this. I know that you're the author of two books. And, um, yeah. you know, the first book, Love, Sex, um, Lies, and Reality, if I'm correct, um, yeah. Let's talk about a little bit about it. You know, what was it? You know, what was it that motivated you to write that book? I mean, first of all, what is this book about? You know, I'm very intrigued <laughs> so, by it. Uh, so, Love, Sex, Lies, our reality deals with the lies we tell ourselves um, to get into relationships, how we settle for less than we deserve, ignoring the red flags, the warning signs, and just getting into that space where mm-hmm. sex is thrown out as a freebie to everybody. We put up the facade Mm -hmm. that love is what is not. And so at the end Mm -hmm. of the relationship, we have to come to our own reality and say to ourselves, wow, everything I've shoved underneath the rug is now showing up, you know, (laughs) and I'm being buried within all all the dust that I shoved underneath the rug. And so it's time to, Mm -hmm. you know, uncover everything, unclog the, the drain and begin to own your truth and leave it. Mhm. Wow. Wow. And I'm sure that you know it's it's going to be such a great read. And if you're listening, you need to go get a copy of that book because I definitely want to find out what it is. I'm probably going to go get a copy because um, it's <laughs> great to have those conversations. And I I do believe in being very honest and truthful about mm-hmm. you know like you said the reality part gets to me. I mean every part of it really does speak to me in a sense because even I you know like going through my own relationship, there are things that I ignored. There are things I knew, you know that. Mm-hmm. 
in my heart of heart, I knew that, you know, things were not right. And, you know, I knew that some things were deal breakers. But you know how you drown those things and you push them like it mm-hmm. doesn't matter, but it does matter. And even in my book, The Naked Show, I do say something that, you know, it, it, the world has become in a place where it kind of feels like um, maybe men use sex to get love, you know, sorry, men use love to get sex from women and women use sex to get love from men. Like, it's weird. I actually like, want to touch know, on that. I, I actually want to touch on that because here is what we women need to understand. The first thing a man sees in a woman is the woman's shape, your 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 and it's all about the sex. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. Men are mm-hmm. wired, <laughs> men are wired to the touch. Uh, we women are wired mm-hmm. to emotions. And so when a man sees mm-hmm. you, he sees everything on the external, and he's carried away by mm-hmm. that. But it's vital mm-hmm. as a woman to show a man who you are on the inside, your true character, your true mm-hmm. essence, so that he connects with that, and you're not emotionally connected only to him. Most of the time, when we mm-hmm. women come in contact with the men, it's our emotions that go with the flow. So you pour out your emotions, mm-hmm. the sweet words coming, and you fall into the act of infatuation. And so when you don't really mm-hmm. pay attention to all of that, the lies may be in the words that he's saying, but there are no actions that match up with that. And so you, you lose mm-hmm. yourself in the process. You, your emotions get carried away. He's, he's done with the sex and he's over with it. He's, ne- he's moving on to the next car to test drive. So as a woman, you have to set that pace and say, you know what? My emotions will not r- run ahead. I'm going to learn to tame my emotions and let this guy see who mm-hmm. I am for real. And so when you show your true mm-hmm. side to a guy and he's not the one, you can easily tell because you're paying attention to mm-hmm. details and you're not just falling for the words. Absolutely. I agree with you as well. <laughs> I mean, who, who has not been that, you know, it just had me thinking at the time when I was in one of those relationships where was it seven years? I can't remember. Yeah, about that. And, you know, it, and you're you're so in love and you're so attached and you're so but you know and this person supposedly is but the truth is is it you know are his words matching his actions and sometimes mm-hmm. you you know we believe that our own emotions like we can feel enough for the both of us but it's not enough like you need to like you say pay attention and do not let your emotions run ahead of you because if you're thinking um with your head instead of your heart, then you you know you, you you can watch and see does this person really care about you? Are their actions meeting up? Are they even trying to work for it? Because you mm-hmm. know we're sometimes we're just handing it over to them, right? Rather than allow the other person to work for it. And it could be both ways, you know. I, I believe that also some men also go through the same thing of meeting women who just want to take advantage of them, right? And you know, mm-hmm. yeah. but, absolutely, men okay, go so, through it, and men face it. And women take advantage of those men that are very, you know, emotional as well. Men I have emotions. Women think that men don't. But we women are nurturers. So what happens is when you come in contact with a guy at first, as a woman, you're thinking, oh, my motherly instincts shows up <laughs> along with my emotions. So I want to nurture this guy. But guys don't need to be mm-hmm. nurtured. They have a mother. So what you do as a woman is to let him be the chaser. Let the, the, God has created the man as a hunter. So you let the man chase. But you just show your true nature and set the pace at which you want to be loved. And the same applies to the man because, again, a man comes in contact. He doesn't want a woman to overshadow him or to dictate what he needs to do. But you have to show mm-hmm. him that you have what it takes 
to be in that relationship, and he needs to be the one setting it. Um, he will find the mm-hmm. wife, but most of the time, we women want to be the one pushing ourselves on the, the husband. But you have to, you have to realize that when the man sees the inner qualities, your inner beauty, he's gonna go for it. But when all you're showing him is what is on the external, he's gonna take advantage of it. Can I go hallelujah? That felt like you know weird talks. <laughs> like you know, I felt like how. But it, it, it's it's uh, and what might say you see, it, and I, I think it's great that we're having this conversation. And hey, you know, um, unfortunately, our live in studio chat room isn't open today. But don't forget, you can tweet. Make sure you can tweet tweet at. Alex Okoroji, hashtag The Naked Talk, and of course you can CC at Kemi Shogunle. And hey, your tweets will be read on the show, or you can send a message on WhatsApp, and of course your your questions, you know, will be passed on to Kemi if you have any questions for her. You know, but you said something, and you know, it, that resonated with me, and I have been thinking about that very lately for the last two years. You know, um, you meet someone. And again, you know, my natural, there was a time in my life when I kind of like picked up wounded birds. And I said to myself, mm-hmm. I don't want to be picking up wounded birds anymore. Like you said, they have a mother. You don't want to have to nurture anyone and groom them to be the man that you want. Like, mm-hmm. really, it's not necessary. Like, you, right, we did that all the time. You know, we, we've done that before. You meet someone mm-hmm. and you think, oh, you know. They're not, yes, we can add value to their lives, but we don't really need to be changing anybody. We don't really need to be trying to make them to get up to where we need them to be. Like, if they're not meeting it, they're not meeting it. And, you know, it's important. And then there's this saying that if you're a queen and, you know, you bow, you know, you bow down, you bend down, your crown's going to fall in a sense. So <laughs> the thing is, like you say, show them what is on the inside, you know, and and let let them connect to what's on the inside as opposed to what's on the outside. And that's so true. I, I've never been fooled by somebody meeting me and going, oh, you know, I want to marry you. Like, I always think that's the truth because the truth is you don't even know that yourself. Like, even when you're saying that, the truth is you see what's on the outside, right? You have to get to know me. You don't even know me. So how, you know, whatever you're saying, and it, it probably seems like what's going on right now because so many people, I remember somebody um Send me one of my readers sent me a question and wanted me to do and ask Alex and said, Oh, you know, she's been getting um, marriage proposals from men, right? And she's got a like marriage proposal from like six different men. And, and the question, and, and my next question was, Okay, so how well do you know them? Like, are you, are you dating just six different men? And she's like, No, like, she doesn't really. So I'm like, So what, why are they proposing to you, right? If they don't know you, why are they proposing to you? Does that make any sense? It sounds to me like something they're just saying because they think it's what you want to hear, right? They're offering you to put it on the, you know, something that's going to string you along as opposed to really getting to know who you are because maybe you're not even showing them who you really are and they're, you know, going for what's on the surface. So I kind of, you know, totally connect with you on that. But you know what, Kemi, how about a quick musical break? We have so much to talk about and uh, we'll be back. I feel like we need a little bit of music in this house. And um, this one is by Ashionier. It's called Ashionier is a singer, actress, producer, filmmaker, writer, everything. All in all, she's a diva. She's a Nigerian singer, Ashionier Raka, and this is my love and we'll be back. Cannot see you cry. 
My Love by Ashunia Raka. Oh, my goodness. Um, every time I hear that, it gives me kind of like goosebumps. Uh, but if you're just joining us, well, this is still the Naked Talk with Alex Kurji. And, yes, my name is Alex, and I'm coming to you live all the way from Lagos, Nigeria. And wherever you are right now listening from around the world, well, this is the hub for real, authentic conversation. And, yes, I've been having such an interesting conversation with my guest, uh, Kemi Shogunle, who's joining me live all the way from Maryland. Now, Kemi is a multi-award-winning um, author. She's also a certified coach, relationship and life coach, and as well as an international speaker. And it's been really, really interesting, really, having a great conversation with Kemi. Um, yeah, and we've been talking about so much, so, so much. Well, um, welcome back, Kemi. Hello, Kemi. 
Hi, Kimmy. Okay, did I lose you? Hello, Kimmy. Okay, for some reason, I can't hear her. Um, oh, my God. Hello, Kimmy. Hi. Okay. Well, if you're just tuning in, well, this is still the Naked Talk with Alex Okoroji, and, um, oh, my God. Well, if you're just tuning in, well, I'm waiting to see if I can hear my guest. Well, I, I can't seem to hear my guest. I don't know what's going on, but uh, this is still the Naked Talk, and I do have with me Kemi Shogunle. She is, um, like I said, a certified relationship coach. Um, a professional, uh, yeah, certified professional coach, an international speaker, and a multi-winning author, listed as one of the best 10 coaches in Maryland, um, USA, uh, by TomTac.com, and a dating expert on Older Dating UK. Now, she is the founder, CEO of the nonprofit organization, Love Not Hot, um, Hurt, and sorry, an organization that promotes self-development, building healthier and stronger relationships while leaving with purpose. Now, um, I've been having such an amazing conversation with uh, with Kemi, and um, Kemi has really been sharing what I want to call jewels, right? Um, and I hope I can hear her now. Hi, Kemi. Hi. Hello, Kemi. Okay, why can't I hear you? Hi, Kemi. Oh, goodness. Okay, well, how about we take a quick, let's take a quick break. We'll take another quick break, and we'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Now, this is Inside Out by Peter Kelly. Now, Peter Kelly was an amazing guest on the show. He's been a guest on the show twice. And, uh, yeah, this is Inside Out. We'll be back. Strumming nothing at lost forwards. And this melody won't go nowhere But you'll be home soon So this will have to do And all I want to say is I love you You're all I'm thinking about Who I'm talking about When I sing my heart out in your It may not be my best, but I just couldn't rest till I turned inside out. I turned myself inside out, inside out. I turned myself inside out for you. I bear my bones. My soul is skin Let your grace the places No one's been I want you to know I got nothing left Nothing left to hide The love the others left Has long since died You're all I'm thinking about Who I'm talking about When I sing my heart out in your It may not be my best, but I just couldn't rest till I turned. 
life and relationships close to Emmy Hi. So, Kemi, hi. Welcome back, Kemi. Hello. Hi, Alex. How are you? Okay, great. Okay, great. You're back. Well, uh, for those who are just tuning in, if you're just joining us, well, uh, this is, uh, we have our very special guest, Kemi Chagoulet. Like I said, she's joining us live all the way from Maryland, and she's also Facebooking, so she's Facebooking live. So <laughs> if you, you know, want to join Kemi or you want to see Kemi, you can join her on Facebook, right? So you can watch um, this broadcast live, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, welcome back, Kemi. We lost you there for a few minutes, uh, (laughs) but thank God we have you back. Okay, great. So um, let's talk a little bit about singles and the society. Now, um, why do you think that people are so resistant to the idea that single people can be truly happy? Um, Why do you think they are resistant? What would you say that happy singles uh, would you say that you know happy singles see themselves as just too good for companionship or too good to get coupled up? Um, because you know there's an interpretation, like you said earlier, that it's either you know there's that thing that it's either something is wrong with the person, the person is all over the place or lose or whatever it is, mm-hmm. right? Um, that's the outside interpretation. But do they, from the single person's perspective, um, why do you think that people are so resistant to the idea that? Anybody can be happy single, you know, because every time we're single, somebody always wants us to get coupled up, right? Go get a boyfriend, <laughs> go get married. Like my mom was saying to me, you know, like, okay, you should go out more often. You can see someone. Why do people feel like we can't be happy being single? I think it's the, it's the nature of the culture and the tradition that we've been conditioned with. And I say conditioned because, mm-hmm. again, we've been conditioned from birth. And I talk about this in my next book. We've been conditioned from birth into doing certain things, into living certain ways, into this culture, and that kind of locks us into this limited belief and doesn't let us see what is outside the box that we created. Again, there is no, (laughs) theoretically, there is a box, but in real life, there is, in reality, there is no box. But we create the box of, if you're not in this space, then you are something else. And so we begin to Mm -hmm. leave based on the conditioning and think that when you're single, it means there's something wrong with you, or you're cheating, or you're seeing married men, or you're there's mm-hmm. something just not right about you being single. And so they get that notion mm-hmm. that you cannot be happy being single. But the truth about singleness is when you know who you are and you know have your requirements and you know what you really need, not what you want, because wants are temporary. Mm-hmm. You know what you really need mm-hmm. and you stay on and say, Yes, this is what I need. Because when what I need comes, it requires me to be patient to get it. But when I rush into it, I have to do Mm -hmm. that 360 of losing myself. And so as a single person, you realize it's not about being, you're not even lonely. Because when when you're consciously aware of who you are as a single, you feel complete on your own. And so all you need Mm -hmm. is someone to compliment you. But when you're not complete, you feel lonely because there's a void that needs to be filled in you, and then you're hunting to find a partner. But when you stay single and you realize your wholeness, you realize that, yes, my requirements need to be met, and I don't need to give in to get hurt. Wow. That's very, you know, really, really, that's really deep and really amazing. I think that that might give a lot of single people, you know, sort of clarification or clarity, 
really on, you know, just what it takes, what it feel, feel, takes to go through that phase. Because I do know someone, and I, ha- I used to have this friend, well, still have this friend, um, <laughs> who totally just used to hate being single, right? It's almost like she needed to be in a relationship. Like, even when she gets, you know, um, she was, and, and I know that it probably stemmed from a bad, bad marriage that she had. You know, and, mm-hmm. and thank goodness she's married again to someone who really loves her. But, you know, she had got out of, she had left that, you know, really bad marriage where her ex-husband had totally broken, you know, what was left of her self-esteem in a sense. Mm-hmm. And she almost, and I'm saying she's probably one of the most beautiful people I have seen in real life. Like when I say beautiful, when a woman is stunning, she is so stunning. But, you know, she still had that thing of she felt like she was not good enough, like she wasn't beautiful enough, like she had all mm-hmm. these flaws. And, you know, and she felt she always used to feel like she needed to be in a relationship that somehow that just made her complete. Right. And like mm-hmm. you said, you know, and I think I've even gone through that phase in my own, you know, like where we always feel like we need to be malleable to the person we're dating. You know, yeah. if they like fish then you have to like fish or at least know how to <laughs> fish the way they like. And then if the person doesn't eat fish and they only eat pepper or they don't eat onions or they eat, you know, and it's such a, it, it's really, and you say this, but it's true because I remember even writing in my book, The Naked Truth, it's such a hard thing to go through. It's like every time you're, even for those who are dating and who are not married, like, you you have to be to the you know to the sound of you have to dance to the sound of somebody else's drum like you have to be somebody different every time. So what if this yeah. person likes you know long hair or what likes you to be slim and you know the next mm-hmm. one wants you to be fat or the next one wants you to be light skinned or dark or the other one wants you to eat this? It just means <laughs> that you lose yourself, right? Because mm-hmm. you know you're trying to fit into their expectations. What about if mm-hmm. you had what you like? and what you're comfortable with, and what you want for yourself, it means that you can stay consistent. It doesn't matter if who changes. You stay consistent, right? So even if and, you are in this relationship and it doesn't work, you know, I, I, I don't know. That's what I'm taking away from what you just said, if, the I, if truth I'm correct. Is you can't change anyone. You cannot change anyone. Mm-hmm. And we all have our weaknesses. And in our weaknesses lie our strengths. So it's more about coming to, together with someone who sees your weakness but doesn't take advantage mm-hmm. of your weakness, but sees it as a way to help mm-hmm. you grow. And you're both sharpening each other. You're both mm-hmm. supporting each other's vision and goal to birth that growth and the purpose for your relationship. Every relationship has a purpose. But most of the time, we don't think about marriage as a purpose, marriage as a ministry. We think it as, oh, I just need to get together with someone and have this person in my life. But it is a ministry with purpose. And without having a purpose mm-hmm. and a vision for your own life and the, your partner having one and you come together, there will be, you know, without vision, there is lack of knowledge. And so there's nothing you can rub on each other off and there's nothing you can really compliment each other with. And so that emptiness is there. And another thing that singles do is while still not healed, pop into relationships. Mm-hmm. And so what you do at that moment when you're not healed is to attract somebody that is in pain. And you cannot love from mm-hmm. a place of pain. You can only hurt more people from a place of pain. And so what you're doing is attracting pain to yourself, and you're accepting what you are at that moment. And so until you heal and realize that you're whole, you cannot accept somebody who's whole. Mm. Amazing. No, I, I, you know, just while you were talking, you know, something came into my head, and I, you know, I kind of wanted to ask this: um, mm-hmm. What did you? What do you know? What have you learned about yourself, right? Um, 
something that you probably didn't know when you were married, but you discovered when you, you know, got separated and divorced. What is the one thing that you know about yourself now that you didn't know about yourself when you weren't single? (laughs) What did I learn about myself during my healing process? That's a very great question. Mm -hmm. One thing I learned about myself was I was a people pleaser. And the truth is you can't Mm -hmm. please anyone. You can only please God. We're meant to love other people and please God. We're not meant to please people. We're meant to love them. And so what you see is you're giving yourself to virtually everybody that you meet, and you're trying to meet their needs prior to meeting your own needs and loving yourself first. You're trying to give what you don't have to somebody else. So you have unrealistic expectations. And when you have unrealistic expectations and they're not met, you become broken. You become bitter because, again, you're disappointed. You're hurt on the, based on the fact that you were expecting somebody to fulfill something that you need to do for yourself first, but you're not fulfilling mm-hmm. in your own life. So you become unfulfilled at the end of the day. So, but when you realize mm-hmm. who you are, when I found out who I was, I realized that I had a lot of unrealistic expectations set, and I was expecting so much from somebody else, but the things that I was desiring in somebody were the things I needed to meet on my own first. To become fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. that that there's no need to rush because I need to be my own person first. I need to be whole. Without being whole, I can only meet people that are on whole. It's like you know putting mm-hmm. putting put looking at the dust and saying yeah all I can acquire is dust because I can only attract what is dusty. And so you have to come mm-hmm. to that place of realizing. An awareness of, oh, I'm not whole yet. And that's what the single state is for, discovering you, loving you, so that when you truly love yourself, you will be able to love somebody else. Mm, amazing. Now, in, in your book, I know that your second book, which is your, mm-hmm. you know, your second book, Being Single is States for the Fragile Heart. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, again, you you know how to, you know, you really do know how to call your books, like, right? But, um <laughs> What is this book about? I mean, I mean, because I know that, you know, we're having this great conversation and at some point we're going to wrap, but there are definitely people who will want so much more insight to just how they can develop themselves in their single state and how they can enjoy it, right? How mm-hmm. they can enjoy being single and all. But, but take us a little bit into this book. You know, what is this book about and, you know, what can people find in it and learn from it so that, you know, if they need any helpful information, then they can, you know, go, go get it. So being single talks about you finding yourself right from the teenage years when you begin to become aware of the body. Because remember, as teenagers, mm-hmm. we become aware, of, oh, my boobs are not growing. Um, I'm becoming a man. Mm-hmm. I'm growing beard and all that. And so that's the stage when you begin to connect with yourself and really figure your personality out, figure who you are out, and Understand the characters of the people that you're coming in contact with, the relationships that you're building, because everything in life has to do with relationships. Mm -hmm. So you come in contact with someone, and once you understand the character of the people you're connecting with, and you know yourself as a single person, you emerge into that place of finding out who you are and defining a vision for your life, creating the, the goals and setting your goals. When you come in contact with the characters, you're able to tell, what is this person's purpose in my life? Because sometimes we don't realize that we make friendships and the friendship ends and it becomes war. But you don't really need to go into that war war zone 
and you know hurt other people. It's more about finding yourself, connecting to yourself, understanding your purpose, understanding the characters, know who you need in your life and what you need. And so you embrace your singleness and realize that, yes, I don't need to rush into a relationship to be rejected. I don't need to rush into a relationship to give in to sex. I don't need to rush into a relationship because everybody else is doing it. But I need to learn to wait. Because look at it this way. We get into relationships and you don't know who has what in terms of STDs and HIV and all these diseases going out there, some uncurable. And so you come in contact and it's only sex, friends with benefits. And you give in and later realize this one night stand actually led you to become HIV positive. But when you know who you are, you don't mm. just give in. And then you have mm. the single say when we keep tying ourselves to different people, because again, we think that's acceptance and taking the relationship to the next level, but it doesn't really necessarily happen like that. So I also talk about how to untie your soul after a relationship ends, if you've been involved in a sexual relationship, so that you're part of that person and part of you that's taking from you does not go into another relationship looking for the similarities in your ex, but letting you release mm-hmm. yourself and you releasing the unforgiving part of you, releasing all the pain mm-hmm. that you've carried, healing from that pain before connecting to somebody else. Because what happens is when your soul is tied, you keep tying your soul continuously without healing and you, you lose your identity completely. And you become a, a persona that mm. you created for yourself and begin to live in, an, in another person's skin. But your character never changes. You're who God created you to be. But every facade that you put up has allowed you to become somebody else, now having another identity. So it's, it's embracing your singleness, loving yourself, and preparing yourself for the person who truly deserves to be with you and you deserve to be with. Amazing. Okay, we have, we actually, I know we're probably going to wrap this up very soon, but I've got two questions actually from the listeners. I'm trying to mm-hmm. get them down. Um, two people sent me questions on WhatsApp. Um, so here's, here's this one. Um, this is from, this is from Juliet. Okay, sorry, I'm just trying to read this. Um, so she's saying, hi, Kemi, thank you so much for sharing, for sharing so much wisdom with us. I would like to ask you, um, how active should a single person be in the process of finding a partner or spouse? Should we be looking for, or should we leave it up? We, should we leave it all up to God? Okay. <laughs> God. Um. <laughs> that's an interesting question. God, God has his part to play, and you have your part to play. So here is the thing about networking. I also talk about where to network in my book, Being Single. Where do you need to go mm-hmm. as a single person? You need to go where your vision is tied to. You, you cannot say mm-hmm. you're looking for a, a husband who has a six-figure job and you're going to a club where you know nobody has a six-figure job or you're going to events where nobody ha- that has a six-figure job is and mm-hmm. you yourself are not at the six-figure level. So, again, you have to make Mm -hmm. sure that what you're looking for is what you're already meeting on your own. The needs that you're meeting, Mm -hmm. if you're looking for somebody who's where you are in your career, you're going to those networking events to find people that are in that that setting, in that environment that you're looking for. 
and you're going exactly to events that are related to where you can meet those people, people that are ready to be committed. And you also have to know that a little bit of you have to be vulnerable, but you don't have to give in. Vulnerability is letting Mm -hmm. the person know who you are and knowing what you need. Mm -hmm. Uh, Put everything on the table Mm -hmm. right up front. Don't wait till the last minute and say, I'll let them discover me. Put everything on the table so they know this is who you are. Um, No need playing shades or throwing shades or pretending to be who you're not. Just let them know, this is me. Are you, you know, I put everything on the table. So what is it that you, what what are you looking for? Ask Mm -hmm. the questions. Because when we ask the questions ahead of time, we don't make the assumptions that, you know, this first thing will be who mm-hmm. I want him to be. And then you don't look on the outside. You connect with the inner character of that partner that you're looking for. Because that's how you'll be able to tell, is this person on the same page with me? And if he's not, you, you, you can end it in a friendly tone saying, you know what? I realize that you cannot really meet my requirements. So here it is. We can be friends from now on. I don't have to settle to think that I can change you later mm-hmm. on. But we can be friends from now on and keep it on the friendship level. And again, I always suggest this: mm-hmm. try to be friends with someone. I have the I have the six to nine nine weeks rule. Try to be friends with them for six to nine weeks because again, we know more about our friends than we know about people we're in a relationship. Mm-hmm. So when you're friendly at that stage, so you're sorry. able to discover oh, this this red flag showing up isn't what I'm looking mm-hmm. for. And so you kind of cut it off mm-hmm. and keep it at the friendship level at that stage. Mm, mm, that that makes absolute sense. Well, I hope um, Juliet is, um, you know, happy with <laughs> your answer. Uh, but there's another question. There's also another question. Um, this is from Chema. Chema says, um, Alex, um, how do, Chema says, okay, sorry, um, great guest, Alex. Um, how do single people deal with hunting? sometimes unanswerable questions such as, is there something wrong with me? Or am I not married because of my past mistakes? How do I answer those questions that make people, that makes me feel uncomfortable? Hmm. Okay. This is just weird. <laughs> let let you want me, me say, to repeat um, that? Great. <laughs> great questions, Chilmai, by the way. Um, first of all, you don't owe anybody who you are. You don't have to be what anyone wants you to be. You have to be you. You have to be true to yourself. You have to be unique. You were born to stand out, Mm -hmm. not feeding. And so when people begin to question why you're single, ask them, what is it about you that they don't understand that you need to explain? Mm -hmm. This is your life. You have to live it. You choose to be single until you're ready to meet someone who is ready and who is whole. You don't want to meet someone who is in whole that, you know, (laughs) that is you're going to have a lot, be carrying a lot of extra baggage with. You want to be with somebody who is mm-hmm. whole. And so when people question you, you let them realize, hey, this is me. I'm enjoying and embracing my singleness. I'm working on what I need to mm-hmm. do. And that is my life. And when the time comes for me to really invite you into that space of marriage, I will do that. Mm-hmm. But right now I'm enjoying myself and I'm loving myself as a single person. I also started a movement called Sexy Starts with Self-Love, especially for women because sometimes we look at confidence uh, and our self-esteem based on what other people say to us. But when you realize mm-hmm. that your sexiness is not about what is on the external, it is about how much you truly love yourself and how much you're defining mm-hmm. your space, 
because when you truly know um, we are what we are who, what we accept and who we accept. And so when you accept everything that you're not, you're settling. But when you accept who you are, you're waiting to see those that are where you are to be able to accept them into your life by setting boundaries. And so most people begin to question you, but you have to set the boundaries and let them know there are certain things that you don't have to answer to because it is your life. Hmm. And that's true, you know, <laughs> being it's sexist. Tough, but it's real. What, what, what is it? Yes, it is. But, it, you know, it's, I, I'm, to be honest with you, like, I feel like, and it's great that we're having this conversation, and I'm speaking from, you know, firsthand experience, having been, you know, really, and then being, just being single for so, for quite a, for a bit of a while. And to be honest, like you said, you know, sexy starts with self-love, right? Mm-hmm. And like I said, not until I really started to appreciate myself and value myself. And then you you make a lot of mistakes, and then you start to realize you can't blame the other person, really. You can't really blame the other person for making you the back pocket girl. You can't blame the other person for tolerating all of the things that they did to you. You also have to own up to what part that you had to play in not loving yourself enough to know what was good enough for you. You know, mm-hmm. you're not, you know, putting your foot down and having your standards and, you know, knowing your requirements and all of those things. And the truth is, really, for me, it's been a great journey with myself, you know, just learning a little bit more about myself, you know, making decisions for myself, thinking for myself, having that time, that me time, it almost feels like, you know, I do know that, you know, when next it's going to happen with someone, they're going to be getting the best of me. So maybe just to add a little bit to what you're saying is, you know, it's a great time for us to get to learn a bit about ourselves rather than see it as, you know, not cool or like there's something really we're lacking or like we're lonely or like looking at it in a bad way. Maybe we can look at it with a bit of more positivity as a time to learn more about ourselves and, and love ourselves. But, you know, let me just ask you this. I mean, for those who want to connect with you, um, mm-hmm. how can they connect with you and, you know, just reach out to you just in case they want coaching or they want to get your books or they want to learn more about, you know, have get advice from you about their relationships. So um, you can connect with me on my website, kemionline.com, or kemisugunlet.com, whichever one. Uh, you can also connect with me on Facebook at Love, Sex, Lives, and Reality. I'm on Twitter at kemisugunlet. I'm on Instagram at kemisugunlet. And um, I do answer questions. I do respond back. Books are also available on my website as well as on Amazon. Uh, my third book is coming out next month, which is, I'm excited about. Um, it's titled um, Beyond the Pain and Return to Love. Wow. Wow. Beyond the Pain Well, you know, I think it's been such an awesome time having you, Kemi, on the show. And I know that, you know, people would have, you know, I know that the listeners are blessed that they definitely would be empowered by the conversation that you and I have had today. Mm-hmm. But, you know, just something for the road. Let's say for the road, you know. <laughs> Like yeah. say something wrote. Any final words, right, or advice that you would have for singles or, you know, maybe those who are just recently became single, you know, maybe they broke up, you know, with their relationships or just got separated or divorced. Um, mm-hmm. What advice would you have for them? Let me start by the single man. Um, I want to encourage and challenge every single man that has been broken. It takes a lot for a man to give love and to end up becoming broken. Um, Let me reach out to the men by saying, 
You don't have to hold on to the pain and let the pain lead you to play. You can take time to heal and find yourself in love again. Uh, being broken can be beautiful when you allow God to work on you, and that goes for both men and women. Uh, it's about finding yourself, taking the time to understand, learning the lessons through what you have been through so you become equipped and ready to get into another relationship, not hopping and settle, but finding yourself, embracing mm -hmm. your singleness, loving yourself totally, discovering what you don't know about yourself, creating a bucket list and enjoying your me time. Because most of the time as singles, we don't enjoy our me time. And so that leads us to settling. Mm -hmm. And we lose ourselves in the process that there's no me time created, even when you're in a relationship. So it's vital that you have me time with yourself, get to know you, get to love you, get to do you, get to be you. And the more you learn to love yourself, the more you value yourself, the more you create a vision for your life and have your requirements defined so you don't settle for less than you truly deserve. Powerful. I think this is, I think it's just, shared something really powerful um, and I'm taking away something with that and you're right, right? We don't have me time when we're coupled up and it's off time. So it's really great to enjoy that me time and, and get to be who we really are. Thank you so much, Kemi. You have been so, 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 so awesome. And to all your amazing listeners, if you want to co uh, connect with Kemi Shogunler, like she said, you can go to her official website. You can go to www.kemishogunler.com or go to Kemi uh, com, or just click at the show notes just click on her name on the show notes it will take you directly straight to her website and you can get any of her books um, or send her a message like she said she replies or connect with her on social media she's on Twitter at Kemi Shigule and she's on Facebook Love, Sex, Lies and Reality and of course she's on Instagram as well and it's been such a pleasure talking to Kemi Kemi I would love to invite you some other time back on the show maybe when we're having one of those roundtable conversations um, I think we're planning one for December it'll be great to have you come in when we're having one of those conversations I, can I definitely would love to be I'm back <laughs> it'll be nice to have one of those group conversations and I tend to hold them from time to time so and it'll be nice to have a couple awesome. of experts chime in, mm -hmm. right, and share their views and thoughts. Thank you so much, Kemi. It's been a pleasure, and I want to wish you an amazing day, and amazing, and I can't wait for your new book to come out. Uh, keep us posted with that. I sure will. Thank you so much, Alex, and you have an amazing weekend. I will. You too. Thank you. Oh, well, guys, well, it was just such a, an amazing show talking to Kemi, and she shared so much. Like, there was a lot of um, value bombs, right, in, you know, in our conversation in Jules. And if you missed the show or, I mean, if you came in somewhere in the middle of it or you came in late and you, you can always listen back to the show, don't forget that this show is archived right here 24-7 and on all our other um, platforms. We're syndicated on 10 global networks, so you have no reason whatsoever. And, of course, you can share this. Share this with someone you know who should listen to it. Um, share this to someone you know is going to impact their lives. I mean, we had so much great stuff. For those who are single, but even for those who are married, you know, it doesn't matter where you are right now. There's definitely something for you to learn. And that's what's amazing about these conversations. They're always so empowering and always so impactful. And there's a lot of illumination well, well in the conversation. And while I was talking to Kemi, you know, 
things, light bulbs coming up in my head and me just realizing that I could connect with some of the things that she said because I had personal experience. And I'm sure a lot of you there too have. As always, don't forget to write us. Yes, I get your emails all the time. Thank you guys for all the amazing emails. Sometimes I try to respond. <laughs> it's not always easy, but I just want to let you know that I get them. I appreciate them and I love you. And don't forget, let me know what took to you. And let me know what you took away from this conversation with Kemi uh, Shigwe. And don't forget to connect with her um, and share this with those you love. So we come back same time next week on Talk Wednesday on The Naked Talk. I love you for listening. Ciao. It's unscripted. Talk with Alex, of course.